Inside the studio here at Franklin Bridge, where we got two guests today, which is awesome. If you're looking on YouTube, which you should go check out, just Google the Champions Playbook and you should find our YouTube videos. But if you're on YouTube, you can see the two men sitting to my right. If you're on audio, you're going to have to wait for a little bit until we introduce them. But before we start the show, first of all, it's going to be an amazing show. I'll give you guys a hint. It's going to, uh, the theme is food. The theme is food, and if you guys have eaten at the Persimmon Pub before, you know how good the Persimmon Pub food is. So you guys should definitely come out for the bear, which is going to be happening. I guess it would have already happened by the time that this one comes out. Yeah, we got to get this one out um, but before Thanksgiving. That means that if you guys are listening to this and you played in the bear, you've already eaten the food from these two gentlemen. Will so, this be there? Mac and cheese Mac will. And cheese, yes. Yeah. All right, sweet. Awesome. Sweet. But before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. So Scott is wearing a Strixon polo right now. Uh, we trust Strixon with our games, and you guys should too. So uh, make sure that you come by the studio to ask Scott about how you can get fitted for your next Strixon club. Um, I mean, I'm playing the ZX7 irons right now. I know that you hit bombs with the driver with the zx7 driver as well or zx5 i can't hit it as far play, <laughs> i can't hit it as far as this guy over here on the end but that's you know. fair enough but i still. can keep up yes you can i mean you almost my drove swing, the green my on swings one. a little more fundamentally sound so i got that going for me it is true it is true <laughs> so thank you Strixon, for sponsoring this episode of the champions playbook podcast as well as our newest sponsor arcos which is a shot tracking hardware and software combo that we've explained on the show before. But basically what it is, is uh, it will track your game if you're playing on a course. So it'll know how far you've hit your clubs based on it detecting certain points on the golf course. So Scott, you can explain a little bit more about Strixon. Give us like a 30 second elevator pitch. For Strixon? Oh, excuse me, for Arcos. Okay, there we go. Um, so Arcos, I mean, we've been pushing the theme this winter for this winter program of I want what's real. Like, I want to know what's really happening. And even with, you know, modern stat tracking apps where you can put in your stats and all that sort of thing, you're still biased when you put it in. Like, well, that was about a 20-foot putt. Like, it's funny. You go out there and ask people how long a putt is, and they think it's 15 feet, and it's not. So we want what's real. Totally. And Arcos is able to track all of that. Shot patterns, you're able to see it over... Uh, overhead laid out I mean it's just it's super cool so to be able to see every shot that you hit laid out strokes gained in various areas um, and it's, it's an absolutely beautiful uh, tool and it's really not that much money so no. like with the uh, with our discount code you're going to save about whatever it is almost 50 bucks uh, on it <clears throat> and so you'll be able to get it for around 250 and it's it's a wonderful Christmas gift for somebody. If you have a golfer, like get it for them. If you have a kid that plays husband, wife, like it should be the thing that you get. It's I, fantastic. I have about five rounds on it right now. It's really easy to use and you walk away from the course just having so much data in your back pocket yeah. that you can learn from, which actually gave me insights on what I needed to practice this week. So uh, we shared a story on the last podcast about our putting drill that we went and did with the two juniors. Um, and so that was like what really sparked me to want to practice my putting is because Arcos told me that I needed to work on my strokes gain on the green. So thank you, Arcos. You can use our promo code one rule 15 O N E R U L E one five for 15% off your next order. So thank you, Arcos, for sponsoring the podcast. All right. Without further ado, our two guests on today, you've tried their food. 
if you've been in the Persimmon Pub recently. We have Mr. Hudson Curtis and Mr. Tevin Henry on the podcast. So thanks so much for coming on, guys. Uh, we've got some amazing food sitting in front of us. Why don't you guys just tell us a little bit of an overview of what you guys do at the Persimmon Pub, why you love to do it, and then what we have in front of us here, too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll let Hudson start. Yeah, so <clears throat> we both got here, I guess, about a month and a half ago and kind of were presented with a really cool opportunity to come in and put our own stamp on something that has already had an identity in the past that was never really... I wouldn't say it was a negative thing, but also had a chance to really take a next step forward, um, which is for me personally, I know I think for Tev too, has always kind of been my journey of work is always taking that next step forward. Um, so getting to know Brooks, you know, obviously, you know, the big bastard mind behind this whole place um, and him asking to come and do what he wanted to do and be done with the pub. And hey, I really want to compliment what our experience is on the golf side. And I think part of me too, which people will learn is my golf passion helps this i know i think exactly what needs to be presented to a golfer when it comes to the food side of things too so was able to come in and really just take kind of total control and thankfully i have good connections and everything and i've you know tev here who's just an absolutely ridiculous uh chef when it comes to flavors and execution and we were able to put something out that not only is is simple and in and, and fun and inviting but it just murders you with flavor. And I think that's a really cool thing, especially at a golf course. I don't think you get a whole lot of, um, you know, I think it's a lot of whole simple, just, I don't think you have much expectation walking into a golf course. So I think for us to be able to elevate that, which is exactly what y'all are trying to do with this, with the performance studio, with just Franklin bridge overall, I think we're kind of the perfect fit in, in order to really complete this whole process. And having Tev here is, is a huge help. Totally. That. And coming in too, I think that the Persimmon Pub has always had a, uh, a reputation of having great food. And so when the previous guard left, I think there was a little bit of a question mark put on, you know, what is the next generation of the Persimmon Pub food? And so uh, definitely, Tevin, I want to hear about your history, not only in, in cooking and in food, but just what you bring to the Persimmon Pub to keep up that legacy too. Yeah. So uh, a big thing that I do is with, I'm a private chef for those who don't know. Um, and I love to take classic food and just elevate it. And whether that's just making it look, you know, a little bit more presentable, upgrading the flavors, you know, still being comfortable with what you're used to it. You know, some people shy away from, they see something fancy and they're like, you know, I don't like it. It's kind of, it kind of turns you off. But uh, if I can get you to recognize something in that dish or, you know, a similar flavor, and then I've got you right there. So that's what we did. Um, here we have mac and cheese. Um, some of you guys haven't had it yet who go here very frequently. It's uh, a new and improved recipe on what you've previously had. So, yeah, no, I'm excited about this. But um, why don't we take a dive in and then we can kind of talk about a little bit on how you prepare like the, the, the dishes that we all know and love and elevate them a little bit. So, yeah, let's do that. broad. I like do that. that. Do that broad version first and then kind of take it take this dish in particular and what did you do and then we can kind of take people through how they can do it so scott and i are going to dive into the food we're gonna uh, give it the oohs and ahs and then you kind of just tell us what what really goes into this dish that everybody knows mac and cheese right but what about this dish sets it apart to where uh give the audience a little bit of an idea of what we're tasting in it um and so, presentation right uh, everybody loves anything that comes in a skillet, whether it's a cookie skillet, a brownie, an ice cream skillet, 
Um, so it's a fun way to present it rather than just putting it in a bowl, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, I mean, without getting too technical on terms, uh, most mac and cheese is... It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just trying it, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's good stuff. Um, the fun part is you can get creative with cheeses you put in there. Um, that's why I tell everybody there's not... Nothing's ever the same every time. Obviously, for here, you know, to produce it to customers, it's going to be the same. But if you're trying this at home, you know, mess around with certain cheeses. Uh, there's so many out there um, that you can kind of put in here and mess around with. Um, but, yeah, it's basically just to, you know, be simple. It's uh, cream cheese and heavy cream base. And, you know, just add cheese in there, spices. Wait, hang on a second. There's cream cheese in this mac and cheese? Like... <laughs> cream cheese. I was about to ask the question, oh, like, yeah. so, like, what cheeses do people like? Could they use that they wouldn't normally use, like, because it's what? so rich, too. Right. Yeah. That's the so the cream cheese, and I use this for. Um, we can get into it later. In my meal preps as well, but um, a good substitute because heavy cream can be high on fats. Um, cream cheese, you can actually buy like Neufchatel cream cheese. If I said that right, um, is lower on the fat percentage, so it still makes it that cream you still get that creamy you know texture that you'd get from you know yeah. heavy cream but it's you know less on calories and it still holds all everything together but yeah cream cheese in there that's the that's the trick so when people try because uh, the persimmon pubs menu too is it's just it's loaded with flavor right but i think right. sometimes people associate amazing flavors with being not good for you so what do you think how can people take a a healthier approach to just such rich food as well Great it's question. full of flavor um so with the um there's so many substitutes out there with uh like calorie substitutes and the food industry has done a pretty decent job on disguising flavor sweetness with you know zero calorie options lower calorie options um for example a tool that i use uh you know people who crave soda so high in sugar I mean, ridiculous yeah. but if you think of it, uh diet soda as like a temporary tool i wouldn't consider it a substitute i'd call it a temporary tool to help you you know eat less calories throughout the day liquid calories you know people can blow over that when losing weight um I would say more using tools, uh, zero calorie sugar. Um, Greek yogurt is another huge thing that I use. Um, oh, yeah. Whether it's sauce bases. Because you replace that mayonnaise. Right, mayonnaise. Is and just, it's still rich. And it's too. still rich. You get that creaminess yeah. of texture. Because that's the main thing for me is texture. If something's off on texture, I can tell if it's high or low calorie. I mean, now at least. But So this is really cool for me, too, because uh, I was telling – I got to taste it a little bit before we did this. And I was like, whoa. Like – this, I think people are going to skip the sweet potato casserole, the the rolls, the mashed potatoes, the all the other sides, the stuffing, and go straight for this. Like, there's so much flavor and richness, and, you know, it's really easy when you make a dish like, oh, it's super cheesy. It's like, okay, now it's just all dominant cheese, or it's super flavorful, and you lose the cheese, and, like, it doesn't coat the entire noodle. Like, there's that... cheesy and, like, but also... Like it's not the gooey, but like the cheesy is the right cheesy. Yeah, right? like it's not like soupy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People overhype that. Totally, totally. I think people overhype the pulling up and seeing the ridiculous amounts of strings. Like I almost don't think that's the the best version of it. Yeah, like what we're looking at right here is is perfectly coated. It's a perfect amount of cheese. The perfect amount of richness, and also this noodle is what I was pronouncing wrong. 
cavatappi. <laughs> what a noodle. This, it holds the cheese perfectly. I think people don't think about that. They think, I've seen the TikTok videos. I've seen this of just the perfect little string. And like, sorry, that's too that's much. That's great for a video. It's too much, and but. it's great for selling stuff on TV, but it's not necessarily authentically really good. And, yeah. you know, one of the things, and we'll get into this in some of the other podcasts, but I really like... Um, and this has been a request since I've been here, right? So I'm on the performance side, right? So is people are always asking, like, we need better, healthier food options in there. Like, everything's fried. Like, that's the popular thing in the South, right? You go Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, you know, Alabama, Mississippi. Like, it's just like you fry everything. You fry okra. Worst. And it's like... It's the worst. And it's like, it's not that you shouldn't ever have fried stuff, but like... There's so many other ways to make things flavorful and tasteful and presentable. Like just because you present like and put a chicken breast on the dish and like, oh, that looks terrible. Like, There's also healthier that. ways to fry food, too. And I'm putting air quotes around fry. Right. Yeah. So like, Tev, I want you to take us through this recipe right here and what you really think of when you're developing as far as like textures, flavors, uh, the ingredients that you're using as well and how somebody might be able to do this at home as far as developing a recipe that still tastes good. And is good for you in a way as well. Right. Um, so I'd start with breaking the dish down into each, you know, component. I'd start with a starch, um, whether that's noodles, a potato, um, or even a carb. So bread, uh, whatever your vessel is going to be, um, and choose the lower carb option. You know, just look at the labels and stuff like that. I look at your protein next. Um, you know, this might depend on mood. Sometimes I'm not always feeling for chicken. Sometimes I'm not feeling for fish. Um, but yeah, just finding something that would work well with that carb or vessel that you picked. And then I look at the vegetable because most vegetables go with any protein or any carb. Um, so that's how I look at my, that's how I build my dishes um, at home. And, you know, took that into the pub here. And and then I'm a sauce guy. I don't know what you guys, but I'm a sauce guy. Oh, yeah. So then I look at the sauces. And so then I'm like, okay, what's a popular sauce that I like? How can I make it low calorie? Um, and that comes down, honestly, it's just the Greek yogurt switch is just another thing that, that is that is so key. But, yeah, I would I would break it down with each, you know, part of the, if it's, you know, a multi-part meal. If it's a one-pot meal, I know people love that, too, because that's, you know, easy, you know, quick for the kids, um, that stuff. Then, you know, breaking it down with what, uh, think about layering flavors. So by the end of the dish, while it's simmering in that pot, how many stages of flavor have you taken it to? So sauteing the onions, boom. Putting your seasonings in, boom. Toasting your spices, boom. You know, adding your stocks, your, you know, any other kind of flavorings in there. Um, bay leaves are very important in, in soups and stuff. So it's, yeah, think of it if it's like you're just building, you know, take everything apart and then build it to the final. And then take us through this mac and cheese dish, too, because as I'm letting the flavors just sit on my tongue for a longer amount of time, there's, a lot, there's a lot going I'm on. sorry, keep everybody. You can learn what it's like to watch me eat. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So to, be, to give him a secret recipe. I know he wants it. I'll give it to him. Or so, just, just talk me through, because the one thing that I, I really love, especially when I'm meal prepping and I'm thinking about how I can make foods healthy but also taste good, mm -hmm. is it's just spices. Right. Like spices can really take things the, to the next level. And that's what I'm tasting in here. So you don't necessarily have to give us your, your proprietary blend, but tell us kind of what we're tasting and, and when you're developing it as far as the textures and the flavors go. Got you. So, yeah. So at the end here, you're tasting a whole bunch of different stuff. So like I, would mention, like I was saying earlier, the layers of flavor. Um, so I found with, you know, most Italian, and I mean, mac and cheese is an Italian, but most cream sauces, noodles, you're going to taste a little bit of, um, Italian seasoning. And the main thing that you're tasting is oregano and thyme. 
So there's thyme in here. I find that works great with mac and cheese, whether it's a topping actually in, you know, the sauce. Um, the spice that you're ta tasting is definitely the smoked paprika. I use that like salt and garlic. It goes yeah, on oh yeah. almost anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but I love smoky stuff, so it, it, it kind of adds another depth in there. Um, and then I also put bay leaves in the, in, the, in the cream sauce to let that simmer, and I'll take them out. And what those do is it just adds just a deeper, like, earthier flavor. Because totally. that's, what, that's what gives it that depth. It's not just, like, cheesy. It's not acidic. It's not, you know, it gives it, oh, it's a nice homey. And people at home might have uh, heard that flavor profile as umami, right, as well. Yep. 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 So if you're watching MasterChef out there, you might know what we're talking about. Yep, 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 exactly. And then cheeses that I use, you know, the cream cheese. Um, I wouldn't look past a Colby Jack. Um, try to think of grating your cheeses. That's going to be the best tasting. Um, versus, like, the shredded in the versus bag. Versus the right. shredded yep. stuff, because that stuff is covered in starch and, and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, if you can grade your cheese, that is just money so uh i'm thinking about this what if we put the recipe in the comment section on youtube perfect and so like oh yeah and the steps so we can put it right in the comment section there yeah and so you can take a look at it and here's the deal too and i'm going to speak for scott on this one i think you're down for it is we're going to post the recipe in the comments on youtube if you make it take a picture of it and send it to scott come down here to the studio you might get something cool i love that i can do that It'd be great I like it. I like it. And That's it's super. Ooh, Ooh, if they take pictures of it, they can choose a winner and what do they get? Give them something. Or or, or a, maybe a potentially a custom custom meal made by you guys. Oh, a little chef's meal? Just like a little, like a mini appetizer? Yeah, like chef's menu. I mean, for a chef's menu, it might be, you might get blown away. How <laughs> 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 yeah, about... Yeah, you 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 show us a picture. We'll figure out the winner. If you come down, we'll we'll uh we'll let Chef Tev do his thing, and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. That's for sure. Forget Gordon Ramsay and Aaron Sanchez. We got we got Tevin Henry and Hudson we Curtis got, here. We got Tevin Henry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that's great. So post them, comment them. I got something for you. Um, and then um, we should post it. Have them posted on. Instagram. Take a picture of yep. it. Post it on your Instagram. Yep. Tag Persimmon Pub TN. And then Franklin Bridge and uh, Scott Hassey at S Hassey Golf. We can tag. Oh yeah, if you're tagging the Persimmon Pub, y'all see it. Totally. But we can. We should tag yeah. Tev too. Well, and we'll we'll, we'll any of those. Anybody who's listening, Tev, what's your Instagram out there? So it's Tev's Table. First part of my name, and then Table. Love it. Cool. Yep. T V S Table. table. Can, I, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I just you, you mentioned something about. Um, well, I guess I, I don't Gotta know exactly have what it was, but it was, to me, what I heard and was like kind of alternative. Like you have fried food, but like how do we make it healthier? You know, one thing I think we do in our menu that people probably don't think about uh, would be as super healthy as smoking something. So we do this smoked cauliflower on our menu. So you can do stuff like that as well that really is kind of, I mean, it's not even really thinking outside the box. You're just taking what the elements that we've been given since the beginning of time. Like, literally, smoking food was one of the first things we ever did before curing it, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the kind yeah. of the next step. First, we cured it, then we started smoking it, and that was right. That's how everything got going. You can smoke anything in the world, anything in the world, and people I think get afraid of it because they usually think about it being about meats mm -hmm. and getting the temperature perfect, yeah, getting yeah. all of that. Because if you mess that up, let's be real, you mess it up. But when it comes to something like cauliflower. 
you toss that in the smoker for 30 minutes just with a little seasoning and you're going to have some of the best things you ever tasted. And it's just, I don't think people think about that. <clears throat> if we're talking about smoking, uh, you might've heard like big green egg, you might've heard Traeger and, and essentially what it is and tell me if I'm wrong, it's just low and slow low and, and the slow. wood, the wood actually has flavor that enhances the ingredient yeah. as well. And right? that's yeah. where you can get creative. And I think you can take a personalized opinion to it. Is, totally. And I think you can feel really confident in what you're doing. I think that's another thing about smoking is feeling confident about what you're doing right i think yeah. a lot of people shy away from it but it's just, just such an easy you know alternative to to be able to you know bring out different ideas and really kind of show off <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you're like well how can i do this at home don't worry listen to the next episode that we're going to have and we're going to talk about meal prepping and how you guys can really enhance your meals at home but to end up end off this episode talking about the holiday menu here at the persimmon pub at franklin bridge do you guys want to give us a little bit of a spoiler as what we have coming in the holiday season just give them a little taste of what they might expect because i think a lot of people are like man it's cold out don't want to come to the course i think one of the big things that our course has that a lot of other courses in nashville and even in the country don't have is we put such an emphasis on our club and on the clubhouse and the food that's provided at the clubhouse. We want this really to be a holistic experience rather than just a golfing experience. So tell us what people can expect when they need to just come to the club, maybe for a dinner. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I think that was the beautiful part about being able to get brought in here and coming, given that that freedom was that I was looking at, you know, had that conversation with Brooks right off the, the get go is like, how do we get the extra people in here that are not the golfers? And it is, it is offering them an experience that is more than just golf, but also at the same time, it does have to complement what we are doing out here on a daily basis, right? Like without that, that's our main people. Um, <clears throat> but you want to, you want to have those folks coming in even whenever the golf is not able to be played. And I think you do that by, sticking to what the experience of this place is which is being very homey very feely and you know we do still have some of those fried southern foods on the menu um everything i feel like is very warm at least when we coming from my thought process of I mean, we get a burger that's just absolutely killer and ridiculous i mean it's gonna it comes off hot it's two two hot ass patties off the sorry for my language but two patties off the <laughs> off the grill of this melting cheese coming right off of it with a pub sauce that would just blow your mind and like that's it's doesn't feel much more like a golf course, uh, you know, other than that. And then I think too, like other things like, you know, the chicken tenders that we do and are, are just absolutely killer. It's and for me. Okay. So yeah, those chicken tenders. Unreal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like every time I've had chicken tenders, they are not that juicy. Like, yeah, they're juicy. They aren't <laughs> like, you're just Ours like, are. they're dry. And What's even the best ones are still a little on the dry side. Yeah. And it's just like, you can see it in how the you know the chicken pulls apart. It looks yeah. dry. You can feel it, and then you taste yeah. it. It's just like I think people so try rich. so hard for that crispy, crispy batter, and like you've made the point before of how light it still is. It's crispy, but it's light. And that being said, that allows those juices to still be in there. You know, I think it is the the sitting and what we what we keep it in before we fry it. Like those is is literally sitting in liquid. It's really hard for it not to be juicy. If you, I mean, if you ask me, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how the people don't get it ju juicy because it kind of blows my mind. It's very, like, we don't do that, anything that crazy. Like, I just, 
So I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, we're, we we got something figured out, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's my recipe since I was like 13 years old. So it's really cool actually to see that, to come to a, a menu for once. And I've, you know, I've been and worked at a lot of restaurants, been in the kitchen in a lot of places. And a lot of people have tried that chicken and really loved it. But to be able to finally like put that on a menu is really, really cool to me. And like, I get the response like that, like you're having right now. It's just like, all right, this was worth being patient for. It makes it, it's kind of like, I would imagine with y'all, like with teaching a swing, like someone finally hits that shot. You're like, wow, this was worth it. Like, <laughs> and I've they're never like, hit it like this wow. before. This is incredible. I've never drawn a golf ball, William. Now you have. <laughs> exactly. So what's coming down the pipe for this holiday season? Do we have anything special that might be coming to the menu? Or that you can sell, uh, whatever, like... Holiday parties, whatever. So another luxury that we had with coming in was a seasonal menu, which is what I love. I have a lot of respect for restaurants that change their menu options um, frequently because it, it creates a bond with the customer with, ooh, I love that. Oh, it's not on the menu anymore. I got to wait till it comes back on the menu. You know, you create an emotional thing, which is what it's all about. Um, so yeah, so this summer we had a great cauliflower soup. It was light, fresh. Um, it was finished with some brown butter and some sage. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So we're thinking, how can we top that for the fall? Um, and one of my favorites that's, you know, very fall-y is, uh, butternut squash. So we, um, we do a butternut squash, um, with some coconut, um, finish it with some, we reuse the butternut squash skins. And we use that as a garnish on top. We get them nice and crispy. Yeah, this this is all on the menu. Yeah, this oh, is, it's available this, right this now. Will be, yeah, this will be probably until spring. Love it. I assume. Um, and then um, finish it with some coconut cream. So it's it's completely vegan, vegetarian, um, which is super nice because we gotta appeal to everybody. Gotta inclusivity. Well, sometimes too, those uh, just because it's vegan or vegetarian doesn't mean that it's not good. Exactly. Too. People have right. a bad like. Bad rap. B- bad rap for vegetarian. It's like, mm-hmm. and it has no protein. It's like, well, you you can get protein mm-hmm. if you do it. Like, people are so stuck in like only doing things a certain way without full knowledge of how to do it. And there's some people that almost have to be vegetarian. And mm-hmm. so, like, how do they get their proteins? How do they get their, you know, all of that kind of stuff? So, I think it's cool. I love They're it. They're killing well, it. Before we go, and we definitely probably should have done more of this at the beginning, but I like having it at the end because it parlays into our next two episodes. I want you guys to talk to us a little bit about how y'all got into cooking, both of y'all's individual journeys. Um, because one thing that I'm learning as I'm getting older is that I'm, I'm loving to cook even more just right. because being able to make different recipes, try different things and not having to just go out to a restaurant and get food. And sometimes I'll go to Chipotle and then I'll make my own grilled chicken at home. Pretty much the same thing that Chipotle is making me. And I'm like, yeah, this is so much better. Like, why don't I do this more often? (laughs) (laughs) So it it is interesting. Once you kind of like gain that repertoire a little bit more, you realize that, Oh, I can do this. So talk to me a little bit about y'all's journey coming up and, and what that really means to you today. Yeah. Um, to keep it somewhat brief, but um, I grew up in uh, Minnesota. My dad is half Caribbean. My mom's from Minnesota. So take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should start with my mom's from Minnesota. <laughs> Dad's from Caribbean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so early life was, you know, back and forth between Trinidad and, you know, northern cooking, which can be very granola. Um, so it was nice to get some spice, you know, here and there. So meat and potatoes kind of thing. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Casseroles, hot dish, all of that stuff. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there was an early introduction to that. I never had any ideas of cooking, or I, I didn't even really get into the kitchen as a kid. Like you know how mom and dad will throw you on top of the stove and be like, "Oh yeah, you're doing something cool." Like I just never really had a passion for it. So, um, I would make breakfast here and there. Coming into high school, um, college especially, um, we um, didn't have a meal plan anymore after we moved out of the dorms, and so. I was like, hey, man, I looked at my roommate and said, hey, we got to learn to cook. Can't be spending, can't, can't, be spe- can't be spending all this food, you know, eating out. Because we had, you know, we'd have the campus dining dollars so you could go to the pizza hut, the taco yeah, yeah, yeah. on campus. I was like, man, we cannot, we can, this has got to stop. There's so, too, many, too many chalupas. Too uh, many yeah. chalupas. <laughs> like leading into also next episode, it's like, they're He's going to be humble, but there were some athletes too. So they had true. to be smart about what they were eating. True, true, true. You know, so I'll yeah. let them keep going, but that's a big yeah. aspect of this. The macros for sure. So we, uh, I got to the book, drawing books. I was like, all right, let me start with something simple. And it was a pasta dish. Um, and this is a pasta dish that has been near and dear to my heart. It's a Cajun chicken pasta. Super easy, super simple. It's taken a lot of rough drafts to get to where it is today, but. When I started out, I was like, this is super simple. It can feed, you know, we're college athlete. I played soccer um, at UNC Greensboro also. Um, so we're athletes. we got to eat. <laughs> the top half of your body is a little large for, uh, for, for a soccer player. I don't wear shorts. He played on his hands, you know. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking, man, we got to find something that can feed us, you know. So pasta is a good way to do that. Um, you know, curry is another thing that I love. You can make a big batch of it, you know, last of the week, pasta. Um, so, yeah, so we did that. I posted it here and there just on my personal accounts and stuff, and I got some good feedback. So I was like, all right, so I kept rocking with it. And uh, so most of the stuff that I would post would be on Snapchat, you know, the new generation. But it would be gone in, you know, 24 hours. So when I started posting more and more and more and my family's, you know, getting involved with it, my mom's like, I have never, I don't have anything to show my friends, you know, what you're doing, you know, this is cool stuff. And so she's like, you should start an Instagram, like separate for food. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And Tev's Table was born. Unbeknownst to me, coming up with the name, everyone at school would call me, oh, Chef Tev, you know, da, da, da. So like, all right, Instagram, Chef Tev, boom. I type in Chef Tev to create the name. There's like a thousand. A million, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what in the world? I was like, that's, I thought, that's unique. You know, I thought that was, you know, just for me. And so. Yeah, how many Chef Tevs? That's what I thought. I was like. Like, you know, surely, you know, maybe two or three, maybe. Right. So then I thought Tev's Kitchen, and I was like, eh, I wasn't really feeling that. And so I was like, let me see if I can kind of make like a, some kind of jingle to it, something, you know, alliteration what comes off the top. Totally, yeah. So Tev's Table. That was that. That was that. So most of that, almost all the meals that I post on my Instagram still to this day, this was in 2019, I made the account, is on my kitchen table. That's cool. Fun fact. Before we get to Hudson, I got a question for you because you mentioned you played soccer at, at UNC Greensboro. Yep. I feel like a lot of people, when they're when they're thinking about meal prep, they think about, all right, a portion of rice, a portion of beans, a portion of chicken. Like, did, did any part of you, when you were creating Tev's Table, getting into culinary a little bit more, think like, I'm tired of just eating for macros all day. Like, I want to elevate this to a to a degree. Did that ever go through your head? Yeah, I in the beginning, um, as you know, after I graduated, I was getting into working out more. And, you know, you see the people on Instagram, they're like, count your macros, count your macros. Right. These guys are competing. 
they need everything down to a science. Most mm-hmm. of us, you know, everyday people, we don't need to count our mas- macros that much. Yeah. So after I realized I don't need to count my macros as much, I was like, okay, well, what can I play around with? You know, not everything has to be rice. Not everything has to be chicken. You know, not everything has to be broccoli. So throwing in a honey glazed salmon, boom, easy. Honey's, you know, it's it's lower on sugar content. It's more all natural. Um, another good one is, you know, meatballs. That is something if you use a high, you know, a high or a low percentage of fat, high, you know, lean percentage, that's beneficial, you know, that's just pure protein. Um, switching it up, you know, a nice sauteed turkey, you know, throw some soy sauce, some honey in there, you know, some cayenne pepper, peanuts, put that on top of, you know, rice or cauliflower rice, super low carb. You know, you can just get there's so many different you just got to research and just constantly be thinking what other flavors can i add totally to, to stuff like that yeah totally love it man yeah hot i gotta hear from you too man you get the final word here final word well and i think this is good too because the other thing is like uh when chef richard came in and you know stayed here for as long as he did a lot of people just saw him in the kitchen but he you know i think it's good to introduce everybody here at the persimmon yeah. pub and everybody here at franklin bridge to you guys so that they have an idea of like oh Hudson and Tev made this. Like, this is yeah. good. So I'm glad that you guys are getting to be on here and tell us about who you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess on the there's kind of multiple sides to me in a way. On the cooking side, it was definitely kind of opposite of, of Tev, I guess. I had, I cooked a whole lot when I was young with my mom and my grandma. I was definitely sat up on the stove and gotten taken pictures of stirring, uh, stirring stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm bad about that. I'm a chef. Nice Let me catch. point that out. Nice catch. Let me point that out. I'm a chef, you know. Um so yeah i had a whole lot of just young interaction in the kitchen and which was was really fun for me uh it was growing up playing tons of sports you know it was just like different it was something that no one else was really doing and i really enjoyed it It was also a time with my mom like i I would be honest with anyone in the world i'm such a mama's boy it's not even funny so you know i really enjoyed those times you're gonna get a nickname with that (laughs) i might which is fine with me i think she'd be okay with it too um but I didn't really take it that serious until later on. I, like a lot of us in life, I, us athletes, I thought I was going to be a college athlete and, and take it to the next level as, as Tev did. Um, unfortunately, whether, you know, I still don't know to this day if I was meant for it or not, but I was dealt some injuries before I ever got that chance to figure it out. Um, but I, my whole life I was kind of told that's what I was going to be. So when that got taken away, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for school after leaving high school. It was really tough for me to hear from anybody else that like just going to normal school was just normal because I was basically told my whole life I wasn't normal. I had this extra gift or whatever it may be, which is also parents don't don't tell your kids that. I just want to say that real quick because <laughs> you're, you're going to have to deal with that later if it don't work out. I just want to say that uh, that's a whole different episode, but uh yeah i was okay i am okay i've got him in therapy but i was i was told that a lot i was uh, i mean from a very young age me and my brother both were told you know you're gonna make it you're gonna be this or that um so when that didn't happen that kind of got taken away i was struggling and my talking to counselors and my mom's like what are we gonna do let's just go to you know uh, community college for for a couple of years and that kind of I hated hearing that because when you're an athlete and you think you're going to go to big school here in community college it's kind of a down and I'm not downplaying it whatsoever now especially in our county and our our state it's one of the most incredible things you can do because you get the two years free now 
But it didn't. Um, it didn't hit the expectations. It didn't hit told the expectations for so long until yeah. then when that comes in and hits you hard. Not at all. And I, to be honest, at this time I was really struggling too. So I was like, I just had no purpose whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> my mom brought up one day. She said, "Hey, why don't you? You love to cook. Have you thought about this before?" Have you thought about going to culinary school? I've been doing some research. You watched Chopped. You watched the Food Network. You watch all these things every single night. You clearly have a passion. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, like my brothers made fun of me for it before. These, this person said this about it, which again, go back to the athlete thing. Like it's really hard to dive into something like that. And then finally one day I looked at my best friend. I was like, hey man, you know, I'm looking, I might go to this culinary school. And he looked at me and said, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Go do it. That's all it took. So went to culinary school for a little bit. Um, I didn't finish, but I also worked for a chef who told me not to finish. He said, go work. You have creativity. You need to be in a kitchen. You need to be making money, not spending money, learning how to do this. And there's plenty of chefs out there that would tell you what to do and how to do that. But the, like, again, if like you're going to go to CIA or something like that, culinary in America, go. Those are the best places in the world. But if you're not going there go work your butt off. Um, it's like trade school or anything like that. I think it's worth looking into that option, but did that and just found a place, man, like really, really quickly in these event and event side of event side of things, especially, which I think we've gotten to really showcase our, our skills there is the event side. Um, and I found my passion there and, and, and worked a couple of different jobs, but have been nothing but restaurants really since I was 15. So it kind of made the perfect sense. Um, and again, like I talked to previously, I have a unique passion for golf too, but, um, this is why this was the perfect fit for me. I love it. So I think that parlays really well into our next episode. So stay tuned for that. But uh, Scott, I think we're good here. I think we're going to wrap it up from this one. Super glad you guys got I'm to gonna see. I'm going to finish the food. I know. So yeah. y'all, we'll just leave like three or four more minutes on there. You can just watch me eat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here from inside the studio here at Franklin Bridge. Um you guys have any anything you want to plug? Obviously, Tev's Table, at Tev's Table on Instagram. Persimmon Pub TN. Yeah, Persimmon Pub. Also, check us out. We do, uh, especially in this, this season of winter golf, when she can imagine it's not as busy on the oh, course. Yeah. We are booking holiday parties at the Wazoo. So if there you want go. to get those locked in, we got plenty of time for you still. But um, those are a, are a uh, thing that are going pretty quickly. And we have really good things to offer for you. So that's another another way to find out kind of what we do on the side with those whole chef menus type deal too. We do a little bit extra for awesome. those things. Love that. Love that. Um, I must say one quick thing on top of that. Good night, Sorry. Scott. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to get the last word, I promise. But um, I was... Um, I was gone this last weekend on a on a teaching trip. We were at a golf course. I'm not going to name the place, but um, you know we got 40 teachers in the room, and they make you know they just make the food for groups. Or we've gone to scrambles and stuff, and they just make the food for groups. Like when they do group food here, it's like it's done really well. Like food is supposed to be tasty. It's not like oh they're they're not paying much or they're paying a lot, and let's make it super cheap and just make it taste like it's, you know, super generic. And so they don't do that. And I'm at a nice private facility and we've just got generic. It's like, what? Like, I know y'all can do it better than that it without, wasn't tr- Augusta, without I trying. Do like, that. you don't have to spend a whole it's lot of money. Augusta. No, it's, it's not, not Augusta. Augusta. <laughs> I can tell you that. It wasn't at Augusta. So there's a lot of other places I could be at. But, but a lot of that's just to say that a lot of those tiny things really make an impression on what you think about a place. So and, and down to the the smallest detail as well. So food is definitely a, a big deal, especially for a place that 
is as large as a, as a golf club. I think you really do need that food aspect to really make it a holistic experience. So awesome. Uh, Tev Henry, excuse me, Tevin and Hudson. Thank you all for coming on. Uh, thank you, Arcos, for sponsoring this podcast as well as Strixon. Uh, if you guys want to go see a little bit more about what we're doing over here, go to our YouTube page and go ahead and type in the Champions Playbook. So uh, we'll let you know what we have going on down the pipe. We got a potential rebrand coming in. We're going to start the new new year off hot. Uh, Scott, you should probably just not talk with your mouth full here. I see you picking up the microphone. <laughs> but follow Scott on Instagram, too, at shassigolf 2 ss 2 es and from Scott, Jack, Tevin, and Hudson here in the studio at Franklin Bridge. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.